Welcome to the Some Laugh Podcast. It could be like, oh, that was some laugh, or there was just some, some laughs. laughs. Well, no promising all laugh. No, <laughs> it's, it's, there's going to be some. It's some laugh. Fucking hottest day of the year. It's the shorts and t-shirt special. <laughs> Hot boy summer. <laughs> you were saying, Stu, on your Insta, I noticed, what's the sort of length you should go for shorts? Yeah, we've all gone for a similar... Similar not, length. Not too far off. I, I went a wee bit longer than used to. I've not lost enough weight to justify <laughs> having the short shorts like you. Yeah. That's like coming on the high fashion. side, personally. Aye, that's coming into fashion, really, short shorts. Mm. I used to be three-quarter lengths in school. Yeah, there's so many folks <laughs> mean three-quarter I mean, lengths. how yeah. anyone ever thought that was a good look is unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Half an adult still rocks them, doesn't Do you not remember when me and Steve were in Limp Biscuit together? <laughs> <laughs> I actually owned a pair until like, I just had three years ago, and I remember like, it was only a couple of years ago I went to the barbers wearing them, and I get fucking slaughtered. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to wear them for years when we all did, but it was Aye. always a bad look. But then you know, yeah. when like, well, you you were still living at home, or whatever. But when I went back to my mum and dad's, I just had such a shite collection of clothes that I didn't take with me, <laughs> and you just hope like, well, I'll just hang out with my family, no one who cares. But then you get called, you need to go to something. I had to go play football. And I'm like the only, everyone else is wearing like short shorts. I've got like fucking umbro three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this or I kind of play football, so I'm just gonna take the slag in. What are you doing? You got those tra- like tracky bombs with these Zip buttons up. that like I unbutton. Feel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like they they tried to invent tons of new items of clothing at one time, and the three quarter length was one of the things. Yeah, and there was things like uh, shorts. With hoods on them and stuff like that. <laughs> stuff like that. It was, it was like top just... man used, used to have like that. Like remember those t-shirts with the strip at me buttons. Yeah, I had down plenty there. of them and all. Oh, I had uh, loads of them. Oh, <laughs> I'm wearing them with a three-quarter length. Of them. <laughs> 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 right, all my Malia 09 photos is just me with a fucking stupid top man with a wee yellow buttons with a white fucking uh, trim and all that. Top man virgin outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're joined by Paul Doc today, friend yes. of the pod. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. We're talking about clothing, actually, Paul. You you made me aware of the the popular brand uh, from your recent tweets, uh, Pam Angels. I was not aware of this company until then. Uh, if you want to sponsor, get in touch. But uh, they should be paying you, by because I hadn't heard of Pam Angels either. I, now, I think of you whenever I see one, and they're <laughs> fucking everywhere. They're everywhere. That, when I went to that stag do a couple of weeks ago, me and my mate started taking pictures every time we seen Pam Angels and sending it to you. <laughs> a, f- a few boys on the stag do had the Pam Angels t-shirts. We kept sending it. I got like I like three, four photos for you or something over that couple of days of you standing, <laughs> trying to awkwardly. stand next to it awkwardly next to some guy. <laughs> It's like a really like expensive brand, isn't it? Ah, uh, it's like it's like twenty quid, hundred thirty quid, and stuff like that for the t-shirts. Yeah, and that's just like I mean, they're cheapest stuff. But what is it like a plain white t-shirt with Pam Angels on the back usually? Isn't it? Pam Angels in the back. Sometimes they've got a teddy with the head like, ripped off or something like that. And it it looks Pam like Angels. a fake brand you'd get on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> 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 oh, it's like, is San Andreas writing? Uh, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, where yeah. The, the font is. And it's, but the thing is, you, like, every time I've seen something, again, cause if, after I've seen you tweeting about it, every time I've seen somebody since, it has been the fucking biggest bam in the world we're wearing it. It's been fucking bam angels. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, where, where did you first see it? I think I just, I, I kept seeing it on like websites for a while and then I was like, oh. This isn't gonna catch on this thing. I just didn't like it, and then I just started seeing it everywhere. All these guys, but it's all like uh, I feel like it's all at like footballs, 
drug dealer type. Well, who else can afford a fucking 200 quid t-shirt? Uh, t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Hunter's a, I think a boys buy it though. It'd be like to look like a football or a drug dealer yeah. and uh, try to get a match You've got money if you've got one really expensive, obviously, like <laughs> yeah. dear piece of clothing. Do you, know, do you know the last time I seen somebody wearing it was uh, I was coming back for holiday and I was in the airport right, and it was fucking roasting, right? And uh, this boy was wearing his Pam Angels hoodie. And I was like, how the fuck? And he was like, it was as if he was wearing it just to show off that he had a Pam Angels thing, right? And then eventually, he obviously got so hot that he took it off, but he like folded it in his waist and he folded it in a way that you can so still weird. see the Pam Angels logo. <laughs> oh my God. I seen a guy yesterday, right? No, two days ago, seen a guy Saturday, right? And I was like, this is amazing. That's actually so cool, right? It was like, you were saying it's like GTA clothing brand. I seen a guy on a motorbike, right? Like a dirt bike, sitting at the side of the bully, right? And he was just sitting looking at his phone and then his pal ran out and jumped there a fence and then jumped onto the back of the bike and he just had Pammy and Juice t-shirt <laughs> across the back. And then they rode off and the boy was like, to me, giving the thumbs up as he went wow, off. And right. I was like, that's like GTA shit. That's cool as fuck. I don't know what he was up to, man. They just drove off straight in the pavement along the side of the motorway. I was like, oh, fucking yes. That's classic. That <laughs> uh, I should have made me already brands like you see back in the day when you'd be wearing the three quarter lens and stuff. Like, mind there was all these like, brands you'd wear and it was just popular in school and I've never heard of them in years, but like, like Bear USA or something. Yeah, like that. I had that. That's where you know the in Clyde Bank you get the we're from Clyde Bank you're not still you yeah did you go to school together yeah you're below him I you but you know the the shopping mall in Clyde Bank bottom the centre and there used to be like man Aye. shite wee stalls and all that this and shit this the bottom of the Clyde Bank shopping centre still is like kind of going back in time to Aye, like yeah, yeah. That. every town's got that because it was the indoor market yeah the like market a, was shit but the indoor market fucking hell no, <laughs> my, my dad used to have a stall in it he, Did he? sold mantelpieces in it pure <laughs> 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 Del Boy shit sold mantelpieces mantelpieces in one of the stalls and across Chuck in a wee bear t-shirt as well <laughs> well because <laughs> across his stall was the where you got the Bear USA stuff in that wee section and then directly across was where you got the the mad football tops remember those I remember them I uh, so it was directly across for that so was really? the guy was called Raymond and I don't know if they were fake but I think they were like just like a season past basically that's how you got them dead cheap like a tenner I got like a mad Bordeaux top yeah, everybody had the Marseille top uh, remember yeah. that why was that I think I don't know it was just a nice top I think someone in like a French well. factory fucked up and like yeah. made like t- <laughs> 10 million Marseille <laughs> <laughs> and then Raymond bought them all because the in that place because it wasn't necessarily fakes but they were all cheap and there was something dodgy about it I think shop. it was like maybe like you know you go to TK Maxx and it's like the sort of shite Aye. things that haven't been sold in the normal shops yeah. or whatever you fucked up putting the badge on or something Aye. or I think it was yeah, usually it like a season had passed so it was like the old top yeah, basically yeah, yeah. but yeah, I used to get honours of stuff for there but next to that was where you got Bear USA I used to always go in there <laughs> loved about a Bear USA you had to be sort of pocket in the front you'd keep your wee hands warm (laughs) (laughs) the idea your dad is like being looking at the fucking Bear USA fucking place going like everybody wants that Bear USA nowadays nobody's interested in man (laughs) this is a dying game (laughs) Uh, because I do sometimes if it was a Saturday and my ma was working or whatever he had to bring me with him I would just be sitting there for like a full day doing fucking nothing and he wouldn't sell any man pieces at all (laughs) Just be sitting there like, how do we Dad, live? Is this a fun? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you, don't, you don't need a mantelpiece when you've got a nice warm hoodie. <laughs> you don't need a fire. In. But there was Bear USA Echo was the other one. There was like the fake Bear USA, I think. I don't even know. I don't think I fucked with Echo. <laughs> no, I, I remember thought, it though, it was big. I thought Bear USA was the fake Echo, no? I don't know, mate. It was one or the other. But yeah. I don't think either of them Similar were necessarily logos in my mind, good but I brands. Right. I think Echo had like a rhino or some yeah, shit. Yeah, so, that's right. That's right, yeah. Did but, you ever rock those, Paul? Yeah, I don't think I had Bear USA. Don't think I had Echo. I had a lot of mad ones like all the mad Sports Direct ones where it was just like fucking Umbros and Lonsdales and yeah, shit like yeah. that. I'm sure I had lots of stuff. Ever. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. yeah. I was into No Fear for a while, the fucking shitty skate <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Proper <laughs> shit like cheap Sports Direct. Like just before like the Heli Hansen Timberland era. I had a Heli Hansen. Yeah. Because that was the cheap version of like Bergos and stuff, wasn't it? That was like 50 quid for a jacket with Bergos would be about 200 or something. Bergos? What was it? Somebody we know recently didn't know how to pronounce Bergos. Oh, was that Amelia? Aye. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what was it? How was it she said that again? I, I thought she was making the other point. I thought she'd like been to Germany and like raved in Berlin. I know how it's actually. I thought it was like that. Kind of <laughs> There's no way she's she's Bergos. She's quite close. <laughs> Can't be that straightforward. No. <laughs> Hello, can I have one? Bergos. <laughs> Did you, did you ever have a Bergos ball? No, I, uh, I got a North Face at one point. Um, mm. One of them had all black ones. Is it a more distinguished that. jacket, mm. wasn't it? Aye. Aye. That was your sort of more upper class. You'd see, you'd see news Bam. reporters wearing a North Face. Aye. You know, John Mackay's not wearing a Merapee. <laughs> John Mackay and his fucking Kappa Tracky on there. <laughs> TV news. Three quarters. <laughs> no, I ended up, uh, there was a point where I ended up pure, like, I was doing a paper round and I ended up with fucking tons of money as a wee guy. And then there was a point where I was like, Lacoste trackies, North Faces and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I went through like knockoff uh, 95s and stuff like that, like Air Max 95s where you see the wee front rubber bit would just like peel off within like a month, two months and you'd be super gluing it back down and shit like that and then yeah. fucking I went to pure North Faces and all that stuff which was class but uh, <laughs> It was like the Palm Angels of its days. I know. It was <laughs> it's always a thing as well in school but it was like a sort of symbol wasn't it so like if a lassie was like oh can I wear status symbol something it was a status symbol (laughs) and a lassie would be like oh can I wear your Merapik or whatever and you'd see them it's oh she's got on his Merapik or whatever but no one would be like can I use your Heli Hansen (laughs) 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 sounds still better about it you're like fucking use my Heli Hansen you can't wear that Heli (laughs) I don't even want to wear this piece of shit man it's basically the same though as in America like you know the cheerleader wears the jocks mad you know those mad starter jackets that they wear whereas in when we were in school it was literally like oh my bird's wearing my fucking France track you know my Merapik or whatever uh, but no, it's mental, man. Um, <laughs> I never had a bit. Ameripeak was like, that was, you had to be, you had to be able to fight, I feel like, to, I pull, off on, <laughs> to pull off Ameripeak. I couldn't pull it off, but I did have a, I had a Bergos fleece, and I think I had a, a Bergos, just, just a light waterproof, you know, a light <laughs> waterproof. Dress for uh, all occasions. Did yeah. you have the black Bergos fleece? I believe so, yeah. Because that was the one that was like senior school with the the Dalmuir, but it was like That's all right. the Dalmuir boys. It was like a uniform. <laughs> all of them wore the black Belgos fleece, yeah. and it was like I feel like it was like the pure 
all them were just all black all the time. And Aye. you'd see the Burgos. You never, I didn't feel like you'd seen anyone in our school that wore a black Burgos that wasn't about the damn yours. I got a wee regatta as well. That was the lowest of the lower. <laughs> Getting battered for wearing a regatta. <laughs> this thing you need to fight. You need a Burgos Merapeak or any shite brand that you might get battered for wearing. I feel like we're on the trajectory for learning Steve had two striped trackies and all. Nah, nah, nah. two striped. Never went that far. I, I want, but I want to ask you, Steve, because that feels like quite a Glasgow thing. Is that a thing that happened what, in two stripes? No, like Bergos, Merapeak type I of thing. I uh, think the hierarchy was different, but it's all basically the same clothes. Because I was, I was trying to keep my powder dry there. I didn't want to embarrass myself. But in my school, Heli Hansen was pretty cool, man. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying because well. I had one, but everyone had Heli Hansen's. Tim really? Blondes. There was less variation, I'd say, at my school. Right, okay. Just more across the board. Why do you think Timbies and Heli Hansen's are your nothing. There's less shops up in five. Yeah, it's just like two shops. <laughs> There's a Heli Hansen shop in the Bear USA shop. It's, very, you know, it's a two-tier system. Did you not say that your folks got you like a fake Barca top or something once on holiday? Uh, well, I've had quite a few fake tops. I have. Right. I had a full strip, a full Barca strip, on in Barcelona. I bought it, and it was from like it fake like, socks and everything. I, I that's rare. Lot. But it felt like a. That's like going. That's like getting a fake Barcelona strip in Barcelona is like going to fucking Dublin and getting a shite Guinness. <laughs> it's like, you think this is where I get the authentic stuff, you know? But it felt like it would have been an official shop because it was a shop, but I don't know if they had the same rules over there, but it was. It didn't have the, you know, the Nike or the Adidas badge or anything. It was just the. And it was like sort of sewn in. Sponsor instead of like a printed sponsor. So high quality fake. High quality fake. Better quality fake. But I don't know. But now sometimes you see that and it's like it just looks pish. How hard is it to sew something? Do you know what I mean? Aye, like (laughs) built into the fabric of it. It's not sewn into the. Do you know what I mean? Built into the fabric Mm. and with the stripes. Oh right, yeah. Oh, I see. So the stripes are like that, and then it also had whatever the sponsor was, part of it. Right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, kind of. That does sound weird, actually. Yeah, it was pish. <laughs> <laughs> Did you years. have to wear it a lot, though? To, like, Aye. Because at the time, I was kind of... grateful. I didn't really know the difference as well when I was probably that age, and it was more just when people start slagging you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would have been happy with it at the time. That's how you learn in life, isn't it? Aye. Getting slagging. You get a slagging. See the biggest slag never got. I remember, and it like this shows you how much this affects me because I honestly must have been about six at this time. I was in primary two or something, and I asked for a football top, right? And my like my mom got me a it was a Celtic top at the time, right? And but I'd said I'd wanted my name on it, so my mom went down to the very fucking shopping mall that you're talking about in Clyde Bank, and there was a place I think across from where they sold the tops that would print the names. And uh, basically, she got my name printed on the front of the top. Oh, no. It said like Mark, like where the sponsor would be. Right? <laughs> and you know, that's at a time Celtic were going through some financial difficulties in the mid nineties, right? But you know, a six year old boy is not get the fucking <laughs> capabilities to actually sponsor the team. But I just still to this day, I just do not understand how that came about because like there's so many points where that should people have... are signing Aye. off on that. Yeah, the guy printing it should have stopped being like, this isn't it, right? Well, yeah. that's I know, because... I'm sure just you want a... me to break new ground with this. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine my mom being in the place and going, right, he's wanting his name on, just put it in the front there, and he's like, oh no, hey, nah. 
you know, names are usually going to back. It's like nothing but the best for my boy. You know, like no, I sat. He wants on the front. I'm sure that's what he said to me. I'm sure. And then the thing is, not only has she done that, but then she's taken it back, showed it to my dad, who's then went. That's fine. That's fine. Who cares? He's six. <laughs> it's not as if he's going to get slagged for it. And then of course I went in and I was like, ah, that's a fake. You know that? It wasn't a fake. It was a real one. I think that had been made to look fake. <laughs> I feel like the guy in the shop must have just thought this guy is going to get a new kind of slagging <laughs> he's had before. and he's like I'm just going to do it it's going to be character building for him he's had a pure shite day he's been watching Bear USA selling all the fucking job he's like fucking whatever you want fucking, you can deal with it's not my problem you know what I mean I'll just put it in the front this wee guy get pounded unless it was like his first ever shift and he <laughs> he just didn't know he was just like this must be where it goes you know? we'll never really know because I did ask my parents about it and they just said they didn't even remember it really? <laughs> you dreamt I, I it fucking well, even and more scathing <laughs> nothing to us oh, no. <laughs> I've actually got a picture of the top I think it's my wee sister wearing it like when like a couple of years later and but you can't see it's like covered the bit with the the name on it. You're just walking around like that with your hand <laughs> over your stomach. Yeah, <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> but I never got enough football top for years after that, I think, because I was fucking traumatised. I've seen there's a picture of Stuart Armstrong uh, in the new Southampton kit. Is he still playing Southampton? Yeah. 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 Uh, and like, they've got a betting sponsor. So in all the promo pics, he's got his, ha- his arm over it because he's like, you know, I don't want to sponsor betting companies, oh, really? which is like a cool thing to do. Sure. I'm just picturing you hiding your shame. <laughs> Jennings on the front. I was taking a moral stance on my own name. <laughs> Why could you only spell it with a K, for fuck's sake? <laughs> so fucking hot. So Spoiler, hot. Isn't it? Just for the listeners, we're recording this on the hottest day of the year, on, yep. on the Monday. And uh, by, by the time we release this on Wednesday, it'll be fucking pushing rain again. Yeah. But in the moment, we are uh, we're suffering for Sweltering. your benefit. <laughs> Sweltering. Uh, I think Imagine should... it just cuts and we're all tops off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, now it's like somebody might have the confidence to do that. It's not going to be fucking me, not me. Maybe you and you, you can both do it. No, there's a fucking line and it's way before that. <laughs> yeah, a couple of beers, you'll be fine. Nah. I've got too much of like a t shirt tan at the moment. It's like yeah, me just too. above this is just white. So. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I think you should rock the t shirt tan. I don't think there's any shame in it. Go like <laughs> in and you got to wear it with confidence. Yeah. So Steve, you were uh, playing the Glee Glasgow at the weekend there? I was, yeah. It was uh, pretty fun. Um, there was, a, on the Saturday night, there was a wee, a funny thing that happened. Okay. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. Uh, <laughs> set it up for a fall now. I know. Uh, you never set up a funny story by never saying, say. this is quite funny. Hold on do to you your sides. <laughs> do, you know do you know what I used to hate, by the way? I was a lassie like, in school. And she used to always say, I'm not even being funny, but, and I used to always try and say to her, no, you're not, it's, you're, you're saying, you don't get to define whether or not you're being funny. Yeah. You're trying to be funny or I'm not like joking is what mm. you should say. I'm not even being funny. Mm, I was it's just, not to you, it's subjective. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, comedy is subjective, so you might not find this story funny. That's what you should say at the start of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, but lower but the expectations. You've not seen Steve's act. He starts every routine like this. I'm not trying to be funny, guys. The world's a fucked up place. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. Uh, so it was... Uh, the compare was on, talking to the crowd as they do. Guy in the second row, guy from New York, on a date with this girl, and uh, the compare was talking to him, saying, oh, what, what are you doing over here, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, 
just moved over to be with her. We've only met like a week ago or whatever. We met on Tinder, moved over specifically for her. And everyone's like, oh, that's quite, quite cute. Then like from two rows back, a girl was like, that's a fucking lie. He came over here two months ago for me. And he turns around and it was this girl that he'd went on these dates with or whatever. And she, <laughs> and she knew his second name and all that. It wasn't just a heckle. Like she knew everything about the guy. Oh my she God. was raging. He was like just pure embarrassed like, just try to hang his head down uh, I felt more sorry for the girl he was with because she was oh, yeah. just sort of sitting what there like what the hurt? fuck's going on because you can't leave that's no that's embarrassing isn't it if you just stand up and leave so I don't just... want to be the next act on stage after that I was, was it you? I was the next act well, yeah. were you actually yeah I was, what, I was what did a... they do after that because how did they fucking move on from that shit well the compare very quickly was just like this could get so awkward so quickly so I'm just going to move on and right. he just said that and he was like and he kind of made reference to it now and again like yeah. oh this is a bit like did Jeremy did you say anything about it when you were on well I just kind of said that this is the weirdest fucking thing that's ever I've ever experienced at a gig that's mental and man. just kind of moved on from there but so was there no aftermath did you get well, I'd left like halfway through the show, but um, the person who was on in the second section had like googled his name, got all this information about him on LinkedIn, oh started going through him. Like, oh my oh god! Yeah, it's like some GDPR shit. Glee could be sued, probably. So what, the thing is, though, like, so so see, so he's obviously came over for this initial girl, girl, and then so lied did he... to this other girl. And say, so, but see when he started talking to this other girl, did he still make out that he was in America at that point when he was I actually here? I think so because I, I must have because he said that he came over for her. Did he acknowledge the other girl that was sitting behind? Afterwards, he was just sort of like sort of. I mean, what are the odds? To be fair, you know, it's not a bigger room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like Jerry Cinnamon at Hamden. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hundred folk there. Yeah, yeah. There was I wrote this song, Belter, about her. No, you know, you don't have any That's wild, man. It's like a Shaggers version of that guy, that American guy that was exiled in Airdrie or whatever it was. You know, that guy that was pretending in his wheelchair. Aye, aye. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, uh, guy, he's just he's getting uh, x Nicholas yeah. Rossi. Is that him been found out? I think I think he's he's getting actually although he, yeah, he was in at the stand and they, they cut him out. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop was like, hang on, you're you're that. What do you cunt. do for a living? He just buckled it. That's too much for him. <laughs> he did a five at red draw. <laughs> <laughs> but that actually reminds me of a uh, I had a very lower scale, more pathetic version of doing something like that when I was younger, right? Like really? so I wasn't know that extent at all. But basically what happened was I took two different lassies to see the same film in the pictures shut up at the same time, the same time not at the same time the old prom routine the old, the old and every sitcom ever made no like it was basically it was during the summer and uh, there was not really much I'd basically I'd both met these lasses at the same party right what and was then, the film the film the worst part but it was Arthur the Russell Brand oh, remake <laughs> that good but I went and the worst part of it was so I went and then uh Went in the film on that, and then I went uh, went out with the other lassie. Who I think I think I liked the other lassie more, so I was like more trying to impress her, right? So see you on the film. I'm like kind of like guessing things that I think are going to happen. Obviously, no, are going to happen. <laughs> 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 I've seen the film already, so like I've do, do that, and then basically what happened was on the way there, one of the people who were also at that party seen us going and knew that I'd been out with the other lassie. Basically, they ended up finding out that I'd taken both of these lassies to see the same film and then obviously the lassie must have realised 
oh, when he was guessing or the plot of Arthur. What? You're what? jotting down jokes during the first viewing that you can make <laughs> in the second one. Like, oh, he's going to have a bath with Helen Mellinson or whatever. And, like, you know. What was your like sort of thought process behind that? Like, were you going, oh, this will she'll probably want to shag me after this if I've been like, oh, I know what's going to. This gonna... guy knows everything about this the... unreleased film, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> such a good imagination. It wasn't really the. It wasn't really the film that was. I didn't plan on going to see the same film. It's just there was nothing else on that I wanted to see, so I just pretended like I hadn't seen it, so we could go to that again rather than all the other shit that I didn't want to see. What and else then, was on in the cinema? Yeah. If Arthur was. It doesn't be uh, Arthur. Option. First choice. Beat Arthur twice. Twice in a row. So yeah, it was a poor. It was a poor summer for films. I, I believe you know if you were to look that up, you would see. What is it? Arthur's not the? It's not like a film version of the animated cartoon. No, no, no. no there was that a would film, be a fucking good film. It was a film called Arthur Back it's in like the Day Dudley with Moore. Dudley Moore, and it was a remake of that with Russell Brand and right. Helen Mirren. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually thought it was alright to be honest with people <laughs> when you're watching it twice you're noticing things the casual uh, viewer uh, you, need, yeah. you need to watch it twice it really rewards a second view in the remake <laughs> of Arthur I'm disappointed you've explained it to him now because that would have been a really good subscribe when you're walking down the street and <laughs> 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 you're guessing it's a fucking animated film or it's about a weasel or something like that what is it? what's, what's oh, that it's an aardvark is it? Yeah. It's not got a long nose. No, but it's it's not a faithful recreation of an artifact. Artifacts no. don't like scrunch up their hand like that and they're yeah. angry as well. Like they're that not mean, fucking nerds that, that go to school either. <laughs> that's true, but they could have given him a big nose. At least. That, that's, the, that's the defining feature of an artifact. <laughs> Apart from that, he's just like a wee weasel, isn't he? Well, personality wise. He's a weasel, he's got wee glasses. He's a wee that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, feel like we should bring you in more. So, what's, oh, what's been yeah, happening? Not too much. Well, I went to that uh, Southside Weekender thing. I was sent to use there. It was Saturday and there's tons of things on. There was Jerry Cinnamon on. So, uh, he was doing his Hamden. 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 He did two nights at Hamden. Two so, nights, he, he done that and Hamden? No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no he's just saying there was a lot of stuff on in the area. All oh, right, I thought you meant so, at the uh, fucking thing you were okay, at. He's done a warm up. Secret set. <laughs> techno <laughs> tunes that he does better. Do you know what I actually seen? Because I was in the South Side last week and I seen uh, I walked by the shed and the shed were having a pre Jerry Cinnamon party thing and it's like you could go to the shed for pre's basically and they had like a DJ and all, that, and all that. I just thought, how me- imagine getting to the stage right? Obviously, it's never happens. I stand up. But imagine like you were doing Hamden Park and fucking there was nightclubs that were going, oh come and see. The priest Stephen Buchanan show. Yeah. We're going we're to have some other fucking comedians you've never heard that come up and do some jokes. And you can get fucking wrecked before you go and see him at Hamden. I was thinking that as well. Like, yo, it's always at like Catty or whatever. It would have yeah. an after party for like Slipknot or, or something. Do you know what I mean? Or there's like, an indie band that'd be like a DJ set firewater. That's such a go to for player. people like us who've never really been in Catty. Fucking Slipknot, man. Fucking gobs. I've, I've, I've been to the Catty, actually. I actually went for the Blink 182 after party three quarters on aye <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting another otherwise <laughs> no the night mate the dress, still the dress code for the cat house in my mind is uh, you need to wear three quarter lengths three, three quarter lengths <laughs> it's nice to know that's the level I'm at because I have done a shitty gig in the shed so I'm at the, I'm at the pre-Jerry Cinnamon stage <laughs> yeah I'm doing yeah. the venues that warm up before his gigs <laughs> so obviously you've had a lot of success on Twitter, social media, and that. You've also you've tried stand up before, haven't you? 
C'est deux et demi. C'est deux et demi. Je vais demander si tu as donné un Je suis booked into a second time. Uh, and then obviously, we'll go with it and stuff like that. I think I was, I was booked on for Red Raw. Yeah. But I, t- I think back at it, and sometimes I'm just like, I think I was just going just completely mental at the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's was right, a lot of people like, getting yeah. stand up. <laughs> I know, and then I, I thought about it afterwards and I was like, fucking hell, like, I can't really remember it and I've done in the set and I kind of don't want to. Sometimes I think about it and I'm like, oh God, fuck. I seem to remember you had a joke about Superman or something like that, or Spider-Man. I think, I yeah, was, I think yeah, I had, I had some kind of thing like that. I remember, um, yeah, there was a couple of funny things about that gig that I found really funny. Was firstly, I felt like it was all international students in at the front. Yeah, this was like a fucking tough first gig to have. It was a weird one. Where was it? Dundee. Yeah, Dundee, yeah. Uh, it's weird for your first gig to be like a road trip as well. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you live do in any Dundee of it at the time? No, no, I travelled up oh, right. yeah. Yeah, for Glasgow. Uh, I was in a brewery in Dundee. Mm-hmm. Quite, you know, like just in like where the, all the fucking vats or whatever are. Yeah, like, you know. So it was like really airy and spacious. Like it was a tough room for stand up. Not that busy. Maybe like twenty people at a push. Mm-hmm. Like sat about. Like just a fucking tough shift. I'd, yeah. If that was my first gig, I'd never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> there was also uh, in the crowd the two things that I know was sort of funny was that there was a there was one of my lecturers, like one of my former lecturers, Absolutely. was sitting right in the middle just looking oh, at me, fuck. like legs crossed there, and I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> it, yeah. And then also, uh, Stu, you said something really funny to me afterwards. You said to me, um, it was that you were sitting up the back, and I felt like you were just sitting at a table yourself, just up the back, Classic. and then afterwards you said to me, um, you looked like a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> That's like more than half the And I was battle. like, if you're holding a mic and you're standing on a stage, then you do look like one. In but, general, yeah. uh, stage oversells it, there was no stage. <laughs> you, only, you only had 50% of the equipment needed, and you still look like a stand up. <laughs> no. no, it was good, man. For the first gig, it was good. And was... Did you enjoy it, the experience? Uh, I was just pure, quite stressed, to be honest. I felt yeah. like I, I went up, and then afterwards, I just felt really stressed, and I was like, I need to just get out I didn't know if it was a rude thing to do or no just to leave nah. at some point afterwards but I was like I just need to get outside because I was absolutely boiling uh, it was fun it was it was alright and I kind of wanted to try it again afterwards but then aye Covid, COVID and stuff, and yeah. stuff like that you do Red Raw man aye Red so Raw is a lot better than what that sounds yeah, yeah. like because that's like I, I think I don't know did you do your first gig at Red Raw yeah too? Edinburgh Red Raw so all three years done at Red Raw and I think the good thing about it is because obviously like if you do your first gig you're basically Unless you're, like, you do really well, not, like, they're not probably going to get you back because they'll just see, oh, this person's just new, they're doing it for the first time. But the good thing about it is, is, like, it gives you a taste of what, like, how good stand-up can mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. Like, because uh-huh. if you get, like, a big laugh, because there's 200 people there, so you'll get, if you get any laughs at end, it feels amazing. It feels class, yeah. And then you kind of chase that dragon. So, like, that's, I've done, like, my first two at the stand. So, then they do it for ages. And then, like, third gig i done, I went to silence for like five minutes in this like shitey wee pub, but yeah. I knew and I, after that I was like that wasn't that bad and I'll get better. And that's the and worst it will be. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst it will be, and I want that feeling again, like when you're in a proper club and if it is like a, a high to chase, like, especially at the beginning when you're not used to it, it's a fucking crazy feeling. Absolutely, yeah. and even now sometimes if you're doing shit gigs and then you have a nice one at the stand or whatever, you can feel like that can keep you going for a bit. Yeah. You know, you go oh, right fucking. Yeah. Remind you like why you did it. So but I think I was maybe about five or six gigs in before I actually had an absolute shiter, and I don't know if that's 
good or bad. I don't know if it's better to like kind of have a tough one to begin with, and then you go, well, it's only up from here. Yeah, because yeah. you're spoiled with a stand. Do you know what I mean? With Red yeah, Royal, yeah. like this is amazing, and I just yeah. assumed that every gig would be like that. I managed to tick off the shiter. Gig two. Away. Gig two. Gig two. First one was Red Run, the second one was a Davy Mitchell gig in oh. a bar called Footlights in Edinburgh, nearly the, the grass market. <laughs> Shite pub. Two Spanish women, that was the whole audience. Good luck. You go up with no jokes, no skills to two Spanish women, you're going to struggle. It's <laughs> a tough shift, man. That is a tough shift. Yeah, but, you know, still going. Smashed it. Oh, it was killer, bro. <laughs> Folk playing like pool watching the Champions League and that. Aye, <laughs> I know all those gigs. It's just like because I done a kind of I done a wee gig in a pub recently, and it was kind of like remind me a lot of the gigs you do when you're starting out. And I was just thinking like, fuck, like I've not done this for a while, and uh, you forget, you know, when you're against the elements and stuff. But sometimes you can go up. Sometimes you go into a room and you just look at the place. You go, I don't see how this could work, and I don't see how this gig's going to happen. People aren't going to be paying attention. There's no way yeah. people are going to laugh. And then it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can never prejudge, but obviously... Aye, that's you true. You every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good reasons for it, because sometimes you are just going to be up against it. Aye. And sometimes it is just like that, where you go in and you go, this is going to be the worst gig ever, and it turns out fucking good. But um, I think I, I think you have to do it at least a few times to, to know whether... You want to do it or not? Yeah. I think that's fair. But I quite like that you were try. curious enough to do it one time, but not needy enough to have to fucking drag your ass around Scotland <laughs> doing it and shitty pubs for years. Yeah, because <laughs> that was you kind of done like Twitter and put out stuff and all that before it was kind of popular. It feels like everyone's doing it now. You you done it like what ten years ago, maybe more than that. Trendsetter. Trendsetter. Um, uh, I think I was putting videos up for quite a while, but I used to just put tons of stuff in of stuff in like. Uh, Snapchat and that for a while, and then Aye. I started posting random things for a bit. But because that was we were talking about that, we went we were at the pub a couple of weeks ago, and we were saying that because it used to always be your videos would always end up zooming in in your face, and you're like, right, okay, cheers, bye, and it's because it was like a minute timer, <laughs> uh, yeah. it, and you just knew that it was coming up, so you'd be like trying to fit in your last wee hang, like right, all right, cheers, see you later, bye. I I think that was your <laughs> sign off in a way. It was like your hang. I I was doing that, and it was like just trying to get like a minute in, and people kept asking me as if it was like some fucking important reason why I was doing it and I was just, it's just Snapchat you can't get longer than a minute just trying to squeeze something in there but so when you started posting were you like worried about it what people would say or were you just kind of like fuck it I wasn't that bored I think it was just because I'd been doing it for so long anyway done tons of stuff like that and then uh, I did take a while before anything really got any traction like there's just tons of weird video like I have tons of videos, especially when I go through my computer, of all this weird stuff. I would just film myself doing for years. Kung fu kicks and shit. Yeah, just weird things like that. Or (laughs) doing mental stuff when it was like literally like 2015, 14, that I would just like, and I've just got it saved in my computer and I look at them, I've got fucking long hair at the time and I look look like insane and it's stuff even in Asda and stuff like that when we were working there or whatever. Well, you were telling me about this recently, Paul, because me and Paul worked together in Asda for a bit and uh, but you were telling me, because you started making videos and stuff and you're still there, who was the one you made something that you get called into the office oh aye aye that story so that was like (laughs) just before just before I left um, I was kind of coming back and doing seasonal work and I uploaded like 
And my bra sent me a, a picture of a guy that was standing outside Asda. He was wearing like a Union Jack t-shirt, Union Jack shorts, red and blue trainers, right? And I was like, I love these babies. <laughs> it was Steve, actually. It was Steve, I. I took off my Union Jack top before the record. All fake, they got it I brought. He was celebrating the no vote in the referendum. <laughs> And then I'd put I'd put it online and I'd been like, oh, I new Rangers kit for this season or something like. It was just before the kits were coming out, and uh, somebody apparently phoned up my work during the night when the night shift were on. Very cool the night, thing to do. <laughs> the night shift were like the the pure were all these mad craggy guys, they heavy rough guys that just do not shift, give yeah, a so. fuck. So one of the guys was saying to me about it afterwards, and he was like, I got a phone call in the night, and I was like, the guy was like, one of the boys in here's been saying stuff about me online making fun of my clothes or something like that and then the guy was like, was like oh, that's what I said to him I said to him just get off the fucking internet then so he done the phone at this guy and I was like cool. just mad mental bam guy but, uh, I, but I get pulled in for a disciplinary thing at the time and I'd uploaded all this stuff in my profile and my, my Twitter or whatever just after things and work and stuff like that but I get called up and then they took me in and it was like three of the managers, the big managers in the place, and they were like, I'd put up this picture, like the day before, two days before, where I'd ripped like a C and then a UM off of these big stickers and I'd stuck it in the back of my card, my sign-in card, so it just said, come <laughs> the back of my card, right? And I just, I don't know, I thought it was funny, and then <laughs> came into the office, and then I'm sitting there and they're like, can you sit down? Can we just see your sign-in card for a moment? And I was like, my, my sign-in card? And I was like, and I like, took it out and put it down like the other way up so they didn't see it. And they were like, flip over. And I was like, I'm getting going here, fuck it. So I turn it over and then they're like, interesting. Very creative. Very creative. <laughs> Looking at it. But yeah, then they, they essentially just pulled me up and then and were like, aye, some guys complained or whatever. But then they were like, but we don't give a fuck. We don't care. We looked at it, we find it. We're all, we find it funny. We don't get we, like we like cum. <laughs> Big fans of cum. We are pro cum. <laughs> but I, they just kind of took me in there for about 40 minutes and I got like, I mean, like an hour or something off just in fuck all. And then nothing really came out. But I was, I was at that point where I didn't really want to be there anyway. I was finishing up and I was just doing seasonal. Uh, and I was only working there for that summer and then I was leaving essentially afterwards. So I wasn't bothered. I was like, if I get fired for this cum card, then this would be a good story to go out. Go out guns blazing. How long a pause was there seeing you flipped over the card? Is it just like, did everyone just stay silent? It's like that scene in American Psycho where they show their business cards off. Is that guy? Very oh, nice. He's got cum and bone white. <laughs> it was like a real, like it was that way, but it was like, like, I knew I was caught and they obviously knew they got me but they were just sitting there like smiling at me as if I was like they knew it was going to be and I was like oh. so imagine being so rattled your phone as did during the night because somebody's <laughs> had to go at your sh- fucking outfit that's ridiculous man aye because why did you think he'd just seen it at night and he just phoned up immediately or do you think he's tactically waited for I the night I had a few sure? cans this guy do you think uh, yeah. I don't think it was even the guy I think it was just a random person who was like he but works there oh, right. let's try and get him fucked in this but uh, everyone fucking loves pure try to get folk fired for jobs now don't they uh, it's like just, it's everybody loves being a fucking grass uh, <laughs> oh, fucking look into this guy and fucking do that you know like if, especially if it's something just pure something stupid like that, like that uh, mm. but 
I actually had a similar meeting when working in there as well, but it was for wasn't it for anything as you know funny as that really. But uh, basically, I used to when I'd left uni, I was still working there, and the only overtime I could get was doing these shifts that call the early bird shifts. So it was like I think it was like six in the morning till fucking ten or something, right? But obviously, because the night shift was still been when I'd start, nobody really knew me, so I just kind of would swipe in and just go up the stairs and sit and have like a wee coffee for like an hour or something like that, and then. <laughs> Uh, eventually they like they kind of clocked on and like oh I've seen you on the cameras doing this and all that and they took me in for a discipline and I kind of thought I was just going to like I thought it was just nobody that big deal about oh listen sorry about that and then I'll know that again kind of thing and they're like no no this is a gross misconduct could lead to your dismissal and all this shit so I'm like fuck man so I was like fuck I can't go in and just like be honest because they'll just sack me so I just went in and I'm like ah, yeah, I suffer from insomnia and uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I, uh, you know, kind of get to sleep at night, so I just needed a coffee and I come in to wake me up and all that sort of stuff. And then, like, so they are, like, sitting and, like, and then the woman who's in kind of, like, being my representative, even though she was definitely on my side, and, like, the other, the, like, two of the other people in the meeting are like, oh, we've got something as well, blah, blah, And then... <laughs> Try to bond with you, I, and I, you're just lying through your teeth. And so, I, like, I went away, like, they, they sent me out and then they, they called me back in and I'm like, listen, Mark, um, we just think that you've went away and thought about us and come back and said uh, all that stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 seriously. And because if I'm not admitting it, they did you throw in something? Sorry, what was that? I was honestly. Uh, but I, so basically they're like, oh, we need to send you occupational health notes or shit. But like you were saying, Paul, like by this point, I needed out of there anyway. So like by the time, about a month later or something, I just left because I was like, fuck this, got yeah. a job and all that. But uh, <laughs> it is funny though, like just. When they take all these things so seriously and you're just like... Yeah, gross misconduct. It's not gross, is it? It's, no. It's vague misconduct. Yeah. It's minor. Minor misconduct it Aye. was. Even at that time when uh, when I first started and you were just about to leave or whatever, mm-hmm. like there was a point, like I didn't really know you that well at the time. I remember one time I went up to the canteen and I walked in and you were sitting at the table and as soon as I opened the door and walked in, you were just like jumped up and then we're like, just walked straight out I was like alright like, right, just walked straight out and I was like fucking hell man this guy this guy must hate me or something right? and then I, I said to you about it a while later and you were like I had been sitting up there for like an hour two hours <laughs> <laughs> I had been sitting up there for so long I also didn't like you the ones up <laughs> it's funny that kind of uh, we've had these things from before with uncomedy and stuff like that. It's like you've worked together, we were at school. And it, do you remember the first time we met, Jennings? No, I don't. Right, so technically, I think the first time we ever met was in a taxi after the bully. <laughs> Which is a local nightclub. The local nightclub, local nightclub it's no longer a thing. Oh, and it was Halloween, and you were dressed up as Ali G. <laughs> as is my want. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we dropped you off, and you just you went, I'm going to get money, and you just fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> no what I, I scared him buddy because <laughs> I'm with this guy's track record for taxis as well because <laughs> that's, that's why I thought you were not coming out after me I thought we were because Gary Gary was like that when we were speaking about that on the podcast the taxi thing was like I thought you were going to bring up that thing with Jennings, I was like, what thing? And he was like, mind that time we got a taxi with him, like first time we'd ever met him, and he just fucked off. <laughs> He's right. ran away. So I'm out in the Jennings, I'm I out did not you. know that, because you've told me that before, so I don't, I don't remember this. I must have been steaming that night, because I remember it, was, it wasn't a Halloween, it was a birthday party. Oh, and it was right, a right. fancy dress, and then we all just went and we were all dressed up. That's right, yeah. So I was dressed up like allergy. Did I get dropped off at my house, though? I feel like I might have been going somewhere. 
Uh, uh, maybe, maybe it was. But bear in mind, remember? this guy's got a track record for lying that we know about now. This is the Mark Jennings character assassination. <laughs> <laughs> he's lazy. He's a liar. Listen, and he's I had tight. insomnia. I had insomnia. <laughs> and, you, know, you fell asleep once you got in. I did not know that, mate. I, I can't believe I dealt you some money. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly genuinely don't remember that. So I must have been fucking steaming. I know. That was just funny. You never know when you meet someone that's they're going to be a significant person in your life. That's true. You know. Yeah. But you you went to school together. We you, went to school. Paul, how did do you remember each other when you were younger? Were you in the same year? No, you, you were the year below. You're below aye. Uh, we went to the same parties sometimes and stuff. Aye. Speak to each other in the playground. Steve, the that. life and soul. Was he? Aye, what's that too? He was. Uh, used to have tons of parties. Funniest guy in Clydebank. Faithful kind of because I was wearing my Haley Hanson, so people were like, ah, that, guy's, "That guy's cool as fuck, man." <laughs> now I would, I would kind of sometimes throw parties. I would have like a wee the Steve B's Palace of Love, and you would come along. Sorry, what? <laughs> That's what people called it, guys. Steve, they called it Steve B's Palace of Love. Aye, it was after it was. American Pie, you know, Stifler's Palace of Love. I've never seen it. Have you not? No. Never seen we American Pie? We should start a Pie? podcast, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, in that, American Pie, Palace of Love, uh, and I just called it that because I saw original. It was, a, it was ironic. It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> it became ironic. So you'd been to a Steve B. Palace of Love party, Paul? I think you went to all three, didn't you? I think I went to everyone. The whole, <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> the, Did I have to be at the first two like, to get the last one? Steve knew where he stopped unlike American Pie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't go like nine, Steve, ten. Steve B's band camp. <laughs> <laughs> the Naked Mile. I did actually look into that the other day. Uh, I was thinking about how the Marvel films... So massive universe of them but there's yeah. about nine I think there is nine American Pie films um, and it's like oh the Wikipedia thought it's amazing it says, <laughs> well, it's like there's the one the dad appears in like every Everyone, single that's one that's the one thing that holds them together <laughs> <laughs> the Eugene Levy cinematic universe yeah. is, is one actor holding them all together uh, and then they always say that the character one of the characters is like Stifler's cousin uh, it's one of his cousins is one of his distant cousins but then right. on the Wikipedia article there was a final one that came out like Two years ago, three years ago, or something like that, and it was like never heard it before. And they were all like straight to DVD at the end, weren't they? Basically, all uh, straight to it DVD. Became yeah, it presents, didn't it? It was like American but the, the final one had a bit in the Wikipedia where it said uh, this is the first of the American Pie films. It does not star uh, it says Levy, Eugene Levy, Eugene, Eugene Levy, and does not feature any nudity. It sounds like how they've ruined the series. Know, that's, edge, man. that's what you came for, the nudity and fucking Jim's dad. It's really a sign of where society's come. You know, we've had a, we've got a lot less nudity these days. Everything's all PG and a lot less Eugene Levy as well. Sign. It is, man. He's a great guy. Good lad. Steve's parties. I don't know if you remember this, Paul, but me and Paul, well, we're all at your 30th. That's but me right. and Paul were both wearing caps. Do you remember this? Right. Yeah. And we had this conversation. Was, the music was quite loud, and this girl we were talking to was quite quiet. Me and Paul were standing like either side of her, and we were all chatting. But every time she spoke, we couldn't hear us. So we were straining to hear, and we'd both lunge in 
and we just bang our caps together <laughs> and it was like quite funny we didn't we didn't acknowledge it the first time second time we were like, oh what a laugh and then we kept we did it like 40 times it just became this like Laurel and Hardy bit we were doing all the <laughs> two biggest dipshits at the party that is there's a lot of moving parts to that thing that would be like a fucking sketch we should have just made the decision to go one way each but that yeah. would look weird us like cornering this girl or someone could turn their cap around <laughs> cool style I already feel bad enough it was like your 30th and I was there was people in suits looking quite sharp and I'm sitting there with a, a yeah. cap on well, and then I look That's across and see Stu across the room kindred spirits these two kids are dressed down for Steve's 30th let me go and deal it it's like it's like when fucking Hollywood actor shows up to a party and they're just like Man, you know do I make a big fuss you know it's we don't Steve's like, night <laughs> we're pretty big names in the Steve's 30th party you know <laughs> people know us but in the at the parties, I always remember the. I think it was the first one. So my mum had left me like forty quid for the week to buy food or whatever, <laughs> and I thought I'll just use all this money to for the booze for the party. It'll be amazing. I'll get just buy everyone's booze for them, not knowing that forty quid doesn't go that far. far. Yeah, I got no. like two liters of vodka. It's not worth starving it. yourself a week for. Could be a thing that people got like a shot of vodka <laughs> at least. Uh, but I there was do you remember like there was things certain things that happened like there was a guy that we know I'm not going to name him but he kind of had a reputation of just talking shite all the time and he was saying that he was getting off with this girl uh, in my bathroom on the like upper stairs upstairs and he was like uh, oh, I couldn't get away for so I just jumped out your bathroom window landed in my feet done a roly poly and I left <laughs> And I was like, what? What are you talking about? It's I mate, look. Pure brought me out to show me the, the, the feet marks in the grass where he'd landed, apparently. And it's, I just, I just, I don't know. Did that sounds guy, like a character you'd do, though. <laughs> did he actually go out in your garden and just stamp That's what feet I wondering. Yeah. I was just wondering like if he was, like, to do, like, a that. big foot thing. Well, here's the thing, though, but where was the marks from the roly-poly? Exactly. And did he have any grass on him? You know, there's a lot of questions. Doesn't add up. Doesn't add Doesn't up. Doesn't add up for the guy. <laughs> and he was a legendary bullshitter. That's the exactly. first piece of evidence. Uh, you could have just went and asked the lassie, did this happen? <laughs> I bet she would have been too embarrassed. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. She, she, he ran away from her. He didn't want to be with her so much, he jumped out the window. Jumped out the window. Also, I, the bathroom window's quite slim. Yeah. Quite hard. I've been rejected plenty of times. I've never had someone jump out a jump window. Jump out a window. Yeah. <laughs> That's harsh. No, she uh, must have been being very persistent if he felt that was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't be slagging. Maybe he's actually he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think any of that happened. Speaking of which, actually, because we were out recently, meet uh, Paul, me, and you and Steve, and a couple of our pals, and uh, it was actually it was a couple of things happened. And one we spoke about in the podcast before, but it was remember that guy came up to us and he recognised me and you, and he never recognised Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, oh, Steve's exploded Since then, Steve's That, that Steve's was my origin story. I'm like, I, I need to make some viral videos here <laughs> I need now. To make something myself. <laughs> that was literally like a week later. You po- posted something that went mental, or like two weeks later or something. So know. it was like, if only that guy could see me now. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching this, mate. But what also happened that night was uh, was the discovery 
of your uh, your alias for a while recently on Twitter, <laughs> of John Hash. <laughs> Such a well-rounded, balanced character, John Hash. <laughs> Talk us through the intricacies of this character. Post. How did you come across John Hash? Very well-written. Very, uh... <laughs> yeah, the, that night we, we went into the, I went in the toilets and there was just, on the wall, there was just a big bit of graffiti that said John Hash by one of the toilets. And it was funny because I just went away and then they were playing like, I think they were playing all the music through the tannoys and stuff so I felt like I'd not even left the bar like I just went upstairs went through and they'd seen this and I thought, then came straight back down to them and I was like have you seen this have you seen this <laughs> <laughs> I took a photo of it and I was like showing them all and they were like what are you fucking looking at what's this and then because I had seen it and I was like that's quite funny but then you fucking took a picture you ran with it for like weeks I was like that could have been me I could have been John Hatch you could have been John Hatch I could have been John Hatch it's, it's class my, my, my favourite thing about it is just the fact that people come up to me all the time and just go John Hash and then try and shake my hand <laughs> like it's like a formal introduction at that uh, thing on Saturday I got about three people coming up to me doing it like guy walking over and then not even saying like Paul Dockerant and just literally walking straight up to me and going John Hash nice to meet you <laughs> shaking my hand it's like such a more formal thing you know it does raise more questions the John mm. Hash graffiti because well first of all is that just somebody's nickname? Is there a real guy out there called is John Hash? So I'd be surprised that... if he's not got in touch with you already. Mm. I know. I was hoping somebody was going to contact me about it and say I'm John Hash. But... <laughs> You're sacked from Asda. He'll <laughs> 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 never work this time again. Imagine John Hash was the cunt who wore fucking loads of Union Jack stuff. <laughs> so this guy's like got a vendetta against yeah. me. You do feel like John Hash instead of loads of Union Jacks he just have loads of wee hash leaves in your fucking shirt and shorts. I love looking at and see the shots that's just like when people really buy into the weed aesthetic. Like, mm, yeah. see when you know a guy's a stoner and you go to his house and he's got like a weed poster he's uh, got everything in his house and you're like this is just this is just you this is John Hash stuff. this is amazing in that yeah, shopping mall we leaf. were talking about there was a wee stall that sold sold loads of stuff like that like bongs mad weed posters like fucking had like Snoop Dogg on a mad weed poster yeah. and stuff like that and you always remember get people buying there was a those. shop like that up the town as well it was no far from Central Station that you used to always get off the bus and you'd, uh, that was like the first place we'd always go when we first started going up the town as we guys and it's, uh, you'd go in and have bongs and Bob Marley's and all that shit that's my weird hash shit basically <laughs> I know a guy that uh, when we were younger uh, he got a flat really young like he got a flat when he was like 18, 19 or something like that and it was like he just as if he just went to that shop and bought all the decorations <laughs> for his flat with there it was just like wee dragon wee dragons that you could like Put out, hold it like hold a joint with it and stuff like that. <laughs> Bob Marley posters, just all this stuff, and like you're like, you just, really went overboard. Like you like, sort of like queer eye Bob Marley style, like <laughs> do it on your house, but it's just all weed. <laughs> <laughs> but I do wonder, like, what brings somebody to write John Hash on a wall? Is yeah. that their nickname? It sounds like the sort of thing if you were had a fucking you know weed fucking dealer, you'd John Hash, like that's what you'd save it as. Yeah, but. Why would someone write that? I, I do wonder. It's, it raises a lot more questions than answers for me, is what I'm saying. I know. Yeah, for sure. That's but part of the, the enigma of John Hurst, isn't it? it I can is, see why it piqued your interest. <laughs> I've got a theory that you went up there, wrote it yourself, <laughs> and then just thought, I'm going to make this a thing. 
John Hash is an inside job. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the creative mind to come up with <laughs> John Hash. <laughs> couldn't have the complexities of it. Couldn't write, couldn't write, couldn't write it. It's not an original screenplay. It's like based on adapted. based adapted from fucking John. Best Hash. adapted screenplay, John Hash. <laughs> <laughs> the John Hash story. Two words written in a fucking bathroom wall. I went to like art school in Dundee and I felt like all the toilets always had graffiti in it but there's there's something that's just no right about like actual people who do art and are good at art yeah. doing graffiti it just looks too fake like they've drawn all these like Aye. fucking things in the walls and wrote all this shit in the walls and horrible things but it's just like it's no as good like mm-hmm. see if you really want like proper visceral like horrible vile graffiti you need to go to like a public toilet yeah. and it's like yeah. a wee a wee guy a wee 18 year old like apprentice or something's went Aye. in took a piss and then just went like scrolled a big massive bobby in the wall or something yeah, like, like wrote something horrible you don't want John Hash written in beautiful calligraphy <laughs> <laughs> if I'm seeing a Homer Simpson I want it to look rough as fuck on a toilet Homer Simpson smoking a joint if someone else is drawing the re red lines in the eyes and that stuff. Love that. You do wonder who has the time when they're going to the bathroom and you're sitting. Yeah. Well, if you're the national. In the pre phone days, I could see why graffiti was a big thing, but now, you know, you're. I'm on Twitter reading the John Hash tweets these days. I don't yeah. need to see it. I think so. I... <laughs> you don't need to go to a toilet to read shit now. You can just go on Twitter. It's like uh, a yeah. toilet wall now. Exactly. So, there was always, remember in school, the classic sort of graffiti was um, like turn to page nine or whatever in a jotter. And then it'd just be like, you're right. a wank. You're a wee fanny. <laughs> Something like that. That yeah. was a classic. Yeah, it's always so embarrassing, I think, when there's a dialogue going on in a bathroom wall. Be like, phone this number for sex and I'll shut out your fanny. Uh, yeah. You're a gimp. And you're like, Come on, boys. You'd get a pure yeah. geeky version of that when I was like in the uni toilets. When I was at uni, you'd see it and it'd be like pure people writing about socialism and then fucking, you know, having a response and then fucking, you know, who about Stalin and all this shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck's sake, that's the most pathetic thing ever. A bunch of dweebs, man. And then you get nowadays, it's like the sort of people going, oh, eh, Boris is a ball bag and like yeah. sort of doing that. Sort Boris of, Johnson is still a pure fanny. Pure like, fanny. They wrote that and that is yeah. quite funny. It was funny because they took it down and then they wrote it again. But, Zion in the end, they won those people. They did. They did. Maybe it was all the ball bag signs that did it. Pushed over the edge. I I remember like this isn't a graffiti, but I just always think about this sign that I seen, and it was just it's one of these like, electronic signs. It's doing it at Great Western Road across like, for the retail part. There's not like, a lot of these type of ones, but basically it's like a kind of wee thing, and it just comes up usually if you know there's a weather thing or it's like football on tonight. You know, crowds likely or whatever. But uh, it had a thing and it said, so each line said a different, gave a different bit of information. So it's like top line was car boot sale this Sunday. Something else right, cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had my hopes up. I, it's like, I didn't even know that thing existed, right? And then each line I'm reading, I'm going car boot sale. <laughs> it was like Glasgow Green this Sunday. Cancel my nah, come on. You built my hopes up and then crashed them right down. Uh, baby shoes for sale. <laughs> Hemingway telling you a fucking car boot sale's no happening. Aye, that was like the saddest poem ever. <laughs> car boot sale cancelled. I had a thing to tell you about uh, the Jerry Cinnamon gig, actually, that was funny. Oh, I? Uh, I forgot to say so that. So, were you at the Jerry Cinnamon gig? No, I was just heading down and it was because of. The, all the things were on in the same day Aye. I was saying it was like the Pride thing the Celtic game was on Jerry Cinnamon fans were all going out to Southside as well so I was ended up in the same train as them and it's funny because it's like the, the crowds that go to Jerry Cinnamon are 
old bam couples, like old bams, <laughs> yeah. and wee bams, like wee seventeen-year-olds, right? So we just—I was stuck in this crowd, and I was like, I just want to get through this. I felt fucking—I just did not want to be there. I was like trapped in this train with hundreds of folk, and um, I was just, like, "Are you John Hash?" <laughs> <laughs> shaking my hand, probably. But I—we got on the train as well, and I was trapped in this bit where it was like these maybe three old couples kind of hanging, all these kids are in. And the stories they were telling, man, it was it was making me feel ill. It was just making me feel unwell. <laughs> they were talking about going to transmit like the weekend before or whatever, and the couple were going like, it was just a guy being like, like, ah, you know, I get on the train, and there's uh, this, these wee boys, these lads, and they're drinking the train, and you know what? They're surrounded by uh, surrounded by tons of lassies. We got seven lassies with them, and I was like, I was like, oh, good on you, son. Good on you. That's my boy. Good on you. Then he's like. But then the lassies, the lassies, what they're wearing, they're wearing nothing, they're wearing, they're wearing lingerie, they're wearing see-through pants. Disgusting, he's like, makes you scared to have a daughter, makes you scared to have a daughter. And then they're all going around and they're all doing the same thing, like one of the other women's like, aye, my son came home, he went to the train station the other day and he came back to the house and he had two wee lassies with him. Good on him. And all the guys are like, yeah, so well on. Good on the boy. Good on the boy. And then she's like, but you should have seen what these lassies were wearing. These lassies were wearing boob chips and crop tops and their asses were And the guy was like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Makes you scared to have a daughter. Makes you scared to have a daughter. I was like, fucking hell, man. This is Double standards. Double standards. No, because what do they, what is it they're proud of the boy for wanting to do to these lasses? Yeah, he wants the, the boy to have like people in Victorian frocks from their fucking, <laughs> from their neck to their ankles. But they want the boys to fuck them. Though. Oh, I they want to fuck these Victorian it's wenches. such a weird thing, that. No, man. it is though, because it's like, oh, fucking... Yeah, and their son, but if, you know, the lassie's, like, looking sexual at all, oh, that's no, no good. It is a weird fucking mindset, because you do get that with, like, sort of older women as well, where it's like, boys will be boys, blah, 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 yeah. and they're still, like, pure against... Eternalised misogyny. Exactly, Mark. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Aye, the, Toxic the, masculinity. The, to be honest, it was the woman that was saying some of the worst stuff about these lassies. I was like, fucking hell, this is brutal. Like, yeah. insulting them all and stuff like that. And I was like, just... I want to have this train. I don't want to be trapped in these people. Again. Oh, so you should catch gammon off them. <laughs> see, just the fucking conversations you overhear in public transport is always just yeah. fucking brutal in it. Like, it's just insane. Right. That's the point now, because see, when you start driving everywhere, like, I, I usually drive now, and whenever I'm on, I feel like I, I forget that all these things still happen all the time because I'm not taking the train anymore, but I just, I don't, I realise, oh, these. People haven't gone away. It's just that I don't see them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me fucking hearing it. I was on the train here, and the way they were all talking about Jerry Cinnamon last night. Oh, aye. All, oh, all just fucking mad shit like that. Just <laughs> I didn't have my headphones. Just trapped. Fucking. Oh, I hate see when you forget your headphones. That's the worst thing that ever. The worst thing. Mm. Your own thoughts. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best case scenario. <laughs> you listen to they fucking assholes talking shit instead of listening to us fucking assholes talking shit. Uh, well, this is a bit like public transport, but we're stuck in a carriage with four wanks. Just <laughs> <laughs> roasting, you're stuck on with them. Right, that's your stop, let's go to the pub, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally squirted a guy with water on the train once. Did you? I, was, I was talking to my pal, and this guy, like kind of worky guy, was sitting there, and I was drinking my water, and I dropped it, and then t- I went to ca- just instinctively catch it between my legs, mm. and it went... Dolphin. Psht, 
dolphined right on this cunt's face <laughs> and he was fucking livid man he was like standing up i thought he was going to batter fuck out mate. Oh and in my sort of reaction was just nervous laughter so i couldn't and yeah. my mate was pushing himself as well and the guy obviously thought we were taking the piss out of him and he just kind of stormed off but I was very scared. Well, if you're in these wee steak and cherry scrapes you get into where you accidentally really I accidentally get into a close scrape. Yeah. The only time I, I remember having an like argument with somebody on the train, it was uh, I'd sprained my ankle, right? And it was really fucked for ages and it was dead. Uh, it was the swollen and stuff. And so I was getting the train back for work and I just put my foot up to like raise my foot on the like seat in front of me. And this mad old guy across from me and he, he like, he's like, oh, and he points up at the mad uh, sign on the train that says, like, don't, don't put your feet, feet on the seats. And I'm like, mate, I've got a, you know, I've got a sprained ankle. I need to raise it because it's really sore. He's like, don't put, that's just, people should be sitting there. And I was like, I say, my fucking foot's cleaner than your ass." He <laughs> 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 like, was being such an arsehole and like, he was with his wife. Was it a busy train though? It wasn't he? People doing standing. out of a seat Aye. it was just he was saying that when someone eventually sits on it and I was like a bit like well come on I mean it's worse mm. you know fucking some guy pushing up the back probably they're going yeah, to fucking the fucking seats last year fucking worries yeah exactly Aye. he obviously just thought I'm going to be a he just thought oh that's a young person and he's putting his feet up and blah 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 and I'm like no I'm doing it because my foot's fucked and like you could tell that see when I said that his wife got pure embarrassed really? he was like trying not to buy it and he just, he just kind of kept going pointing at the side I was like fucking shut up you <laughs> <laughs> I made that mistake again in a hurry I tell you that much and I got off the train without pain so. <laughs> <laughs> these little victories we get over Scott Rail <laughs> to be fair didn't he help I was dressed like Ali G at the time <laughs> <laughs> Are we philosophical question with that one? Have we got one today? It's uh, an allegory. The Ring of Gyges. Give us a blast of this. Well, I, I probably wouldn't. Sounds like you've got confused watching Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> I think, I don't know if Tolkien had taken some of the things for this because right. it's about a ring that makes you invisible. Okay. So if he, maybe he'd taken a bit of it, his. Are you taking us back to Horny Town? Me? Yeah. Why? What would you do if I you were invisible? It just feels fraught. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask you if you'd be going into the women's locker room. Don't need to about the wee lasses are in these days. He'd <laughs> tattoo a big mare peak. That's what I want in a minute. <laughs> Three quarter lens for a reason. <laughs> so the, the ring of gyges. I don't know if I'm even pronouncing it right, okay. but basically it's a concept of... Um, you know, justice, are you just, are you unjust in the world? Um, so you've got two people, you've got a guy who uh, lives a just life, very mm-hmm. moral, but everyone thinks that he is unjust, so he's sad, he's, you know, he's not living a great life, and people think whatever he does is unjust, and then you've got a guy who lives an unjust life, stealing, shagging, debauchery, all that sort Boris of stuff. Johnson. Aye, but people think that he is a just person because mm-hmm. he's so good at being unjust. Sure. What would you rather? How would you rather live your lives, and like be this person who lives a moral life but isn't, you know, getting the rewards for that, or someone who's not moral but getting all the rewards? But you know, deep down in yourself, that like, what you're doing is bad. It's a hell of a question. That it's a hell. It's a loaded question, guys. Well, how bad is the bad stuff? <laughs> you you shagging's be- not illegal. Last I checked. 
I'm not going to worried. What was it? Stealing. Well, you can do what? Like, literally, you can do anything without consequence. So you could be killing people if oh, you right. wanted. You well, could there's be... a fucking line, isn't there? But, like, if... so if you're living your life without consequence. And everyone think... thinks you're class and you do whatever you want. <laughs> and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and oh, you see the bad him. part of this. <laughs> this is that Socrates, you know, he tried to say that. You know, he would still live a, a just life, even if it meant people would think he was, he was a fucking shit. nerd. Or something he is a yeah. nerd, I sort of fucked. That sounds like trying to make everyone think you're really good by being like making up a philosophical quandary to be like, yeah. would you be rather be really shit, shit but get tons of stuff or really <laughs> or like good, good and get the cool guy? Who the guy like. Everyone doesn't like me. Why would nice guy syndrome? I, I would stick to my principles and live a just life, even if it means that everyone thinks I'm evil, and that is why I am a COVID denier. <laughs> <laughs> and I no, think that's you whole... got away with that taxi thing for years. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> I think the one. whole the ring part of it comes into it so the allegory was this chef this king shepherd uh, was out shepherding one day as you do as you shepherds do. be shepherding yeah exactly he's <laughs> tending to sheep whatever he's not rounding up his own sheep this king is he no <laughs> you're paying a That's shepherd day one. to do it no but maybe he should have maybe this ties in still he's very much some... getting an editor for the podcast <laughs> is, uh, is that king getting a shepherd you're, you're raising some good points here still because uh, the shepherd one day is out shepherd and sheep he goes and he comes across this chasm that opens up and in it is a tomb and if there's a guy in it with wearing a ring and that's the only thing he takes he takes this ring mm-hmm. and he's fucking about later on uh, and he's turning it on his finger and when he turns it he turns invisible and then if he turns it back he becomes normal again and he realises that when he's invisible he can do whatever he wants so he can go out he can live a life without consequence. So he kills the king. He like seduces the the queen. Right. You know he gets all this money for himself. He lives in this land where he's doing all this stuff that's morally bad, but he's living a life without consequence. So he doesn't get found out. Yeah. So it's basically, what would you would you rather live a life of being a shepherd without having that power? You know, just being a lowly shepherd and maybe not being happy, or would you take the ring, be invisible, and have a life without consequence? What would you do? I'm assuming you need it to be a hard sort of binary answer here, because nah. the actual answer is I'd do I'd split the difference and like. I'd be kind of bad, but you know, not that bad. I'm not paying full well, price for pick and mix with my ring. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you would draw the line. After you'd steal pick and mix, but you wouldn't kill a it guy. It would get out of hand pretty quick, probably, but not like. Would you kill a guy? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think not. Is it also like like power corrupts? Is that kind of part Aye. of the message? Aye. Power corrupts as well. Aye. So you've got no consequence. So literally, it might start with, oh, I'll steal some pick and mix. <laughs> Before you know you're killing <laughs> the cunt, you're selling the pick and mix. behind the counter. Selling to you funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's like getting strangled by a ghost at this point. Pick and mix, notoriously difficult to just steal yeah, anyway. Yeah. The one thing you basically just steal anyway. <laughs> It's always super expensive these days, picking mix, so they're pretty much robbing you. Exactly. So. exactly. And also, when you're th- if you're thinking about the <laughs> the allegory or whatever, uh-huh. it's like the king is a prick anyway, in yeah. my eyes. He's got this unjust life anyway, so you're. Mm. it's not like you're taking money for poor people and that, you're taking it for a king. So you're just like Joker or Robin Hood or something like that. It's yeah. like, you know, Stealing society's corrupt anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to be an arsehole. And- but I think that ties into society, and it's like we've got these rules to, to go. Go, listen, we've got laws, don't be an arsehole, don't hurt 
each other. That's the sort of pact we're making. I'm not going to hurt you, you don't hurt me, or else you'll go to jail. But, you know, if they're not there, would everyone just be roaming wild and going and just fucking killing people and shagging sheep oh, and all that? <laughs> just snuck that in there. <laughs> you guys are cool with shagging sheep. <laughs> You that wasn't part fuck. of the uh, review. You don't yeah, need to shag the sheep in the parables. You guys would fuck sheep, right? <laughs> you don't need an invisible ring to do that. As well, as well. All I'm saying is the shepherd's probably get the ultimate sheep. power and then be like, "Yep, yeah, gonna go off and shag a sheep now." Sheep. This might explain why people don't think he's just in the first place. He's gonna be shagging sheep all the time. Oh, you mean the weirdo who shags his sheep? He's he's living a just life, guys. He's going about his business, shagging his dog. <laughs> That's all he's doing. That's the only bad thing about it. <laughs> and everyone thinks he's a bad guy for some reason. Just he likes the to deal shag of become, of being the, that guy is becoming much worse every time. You're like, ah, he's, he's a sheep farmer. He shags his sheep. No one likes him. Or you him. can have a ring and have all this power. And you're like, what is the what is the appeal of the shepherd? Really, is just to not do any of that stuff and just well, live a life where you know that you're moral and you've not done bad things. You know, good. Like, right. is there a, such a thing as like a, a being like truly good or like you know? Well, evidently, we've established on this podcast that I wouldn't even need to turn invisible to do these things. I just need to dress up like Ali G. <laughs> <laughs> that's, in a way, your ring, your cloak. Yeah, you go, that's your guise. He's getting sacked. So <laughs> <laughs> I think the caveat of like people thinking you're an arsehole even though you're good and people thinking you're good even though you're an arsehole, because I think that's the main thing that drives me anyway. If, if people Looking were like... Good. Well, it's like one of the drivers of charity, right? Aye, look, yeah, looking good. Because people slag folk that, like, if you (laughs) donate loads of money to charity, but you mouth off about it, yeah, yeah, you're still a good guy. You've, you know, that, you know. Well, basically, people couldn't get a more big example probably of someone that everybody thought was amazing and actually was evil than Jimmy Savile, Mm. like doing all these charity runs and the rest of it. There you go. He's a fucking beast. Yeah. And then who's an example? And he was always wearing loads of jewellery, so maybe he did have the powers. (laughs) Who's an example of people? (laughs) Where did they get those rings? (laughs) (laughs) Is there an example of someone who thinks is an arsehole? Jeremy Corbyn, maybe. Somebody like yeah, probably Corbyn is maybe morally good. So would you rather be Corbyn or Savile? <laughs> is what I'm By saying. the way, I think with the British public, that vote will go a lot closer than you would <laughs> oh, I think there is something to be said for, like, you know, the, the hum- the, like being humble enough to know in yourself that you're being a just person and doing the right things, even if, you know, people think you're an arsehole or whatever. And even people that just do loads of charity stuff and all that, and then they just, all they get is, like, fucking hate and all that shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Aye, what would Tom. John Hash do? <laughs> John what would he Hash. do? He would, he that's would something we must all ask ourselves at some point. <laughs> in the perception of John Hash is as a hero, but what is he really like? You know, underneath the underneath. hash, is he just or unjust? He's a he's a complex character. It's <laughs> a super. He's there's like layers and layers to this man. Yeah, I think it would probably be decided by weed in some way I think uh, that's I think for John in. it would have to be it was, so we'll change it which for is John. illegal yep. uh, it's like a magical spliff that he's found right Okay. and if you rotate it you go invisible but if not I think he would smoke that spliff <laughs> <laughs> I think he would just smoke yeah that's spliff. classic John Hash that is, <laughs> I think in general I mean I'd, I'd, I'd kind of go with you and I would I'd draw the line at certain places mm. I wouldn't be going about killing people willy nilly but you know I would you're not queuing up at the view, are you? 
No. Well, you're ring on. I'm skipping the, the ticket, the queues at the views. I'm stealing money for banks. Yeah, because you can you can be a prick in this version of the story without necessarily like really hurting loads of people's feelings or something. Yeah. Maybe Dickens, you've skipped into the view. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. No one cares. Especially if you're going to see Arthur for the third time in a week during the during the day. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that other birds here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. Yeah, I think that about covers it. Unless for, uh, you guys have any more thoughts. No, no, I'm all good. Would you be a prick or an arse? A prick or a good guy? <laughs> prick or an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, you know, it's hard to say. I think, you know, I'll let, I'll let other people say, you know, because if I say I wouldn't be a prick, I'd be a good guy, and people are like, well, you're a prick already, then, you know, whatever. Yeah. But but that's the life of the, the the shepherd that he would have to live. I think I it's better to be... possible to be fully moral. I don't think that's no, possible. I think it's better to be perceived as a prick, even if you're actually a good guy, than to be... Seen as a good guy. Just seen you'd rather be Jimmy Savile. <laughs> I'm not putting that we on the record. Now, then, now, then, now, then. The court case six Thursday. Uh, I said I would draw the line at certain places. I draw the line there, fucks. <laughs> Savile. Also, if you ask other people, it's like they might not like Jeremy Corbyn either. This is true. Mm. Not, he's probably not a fully just man so he's probably grown some weed on that allotment mm-hmm. maybe Jeremy Corbyn is, is John Hatch fucking hell what a reveal <laughs> <laughs> oh Johnny Hatch <laughs> would you be a prick or a good guy you've kind of the Savile thing's a one span of the works <laughs> but other than that it seems as if the seal like the the sales right. pitch on being a prick is much better. Right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Does seem yeah. better, don't it? Mm-hmm. I think you can be a prick but shy of Savile. I think that's the way. Aye. That's yeah. the smart play, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly that answer as well. <laughs> right, well, I think that about covers it for this week's episode of Some Laugh. Big thanks to Paul Doc for being our special guest this week. Paul, have you getting to plug? Uh, not at the moment, but cheers. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Just follow Paul on Twitter. Is it at Paul.93? Is at Paul.93, right? yeah. That's yeah. it. We'll get him on there for some of his fucking funny tweets. If you want to see the next version of John Hash. Yeah, or, I want to uh, see what the new bit you commit to is. I'm always intrigued. What's around the corner? <laughs> if you want to know what the latest fashion brands are out there, uh, Pam Angels is on the way out and Paul will keep you right. Um, but yeah, uh, aside from that, guys, uh, obviously we have got the Edinburgh Festival coming up very shortly. Me, Stu and Steve will all be there. Tickets are in the description. You can also like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you can leave a wee nice comment on Apple as well if you want. And I think that about covers it basically for this week's ep. So yes. we will speak to you soon and we're going to fuck off to the pub now because it's <laughs> absolutely roasted boiling. Cheers, guys. Thanks for, Thanks for tuning in. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, Cheers, Paul. Appreciate it. Cheers, Thanks for having us.